说的书香呢，最近呢，先写叫做《铁路客的人生》这个系列的 message。今天嚟看这个《彼得后书》第一章第十二到二十一节。呢段咪是念不尽道。等你帮我讲正第字。石根皮带明天是先到的，改善的，未嘅中间就持守上帝嘅道。The main theme of Second Peter is to persevere in God's word amidst the deception of false teachers。因为教会的教会存在改善的，喺教会中间。Because definitely there will be a lot of false teachers in the church。这是保罗的两千年前讲嘅话。你讲喺这个《使徒行传》第二十章二十九到三十七。这是保罗教，如果所谓教会，掉落讲嘅一段嘅话。These are words that were spoken by Paul to the elders of the Ephesian church。我知啊，我离开以后的确。有风暴的豺狼，立你的中间无听说有群，就是你的中间也的确有人起来讲白话的话，被引诱门徒滚得因。I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. 两摆讲这个字，的确有，的确有。And twice he mentioned will. 我讲你咪讲是外口入来。And these are things coming from the outside。真就有，其实是狼。They seem to be like sheep, but they are savage wolves。我讲是内面出来。And some are coming from inside。教会中间，如果你假先知家己走出来。In the church, there are false prophets that arise。是的确发生嘅代志。And these are things that will definitely happen。为什么呢 ？And why is that？ 即当然，一方面是撒旦对教会攻击。On one hand, it is the attack of Satan towards the church。第二样代志。And the second thing is。这是狼。人性嘅败坏。This is the corrupt nature of man. Why is it that I say it this way? 你知啊不 ？Do you know? 宗教是全世界第容易贪钱嘅事业。That religion is the profession that allows one to earn money easily. 美国真做嗰种 mega church， 一年嘅现金是上 billion and billion US dollar. In the United States, there are many mega churches, and they earn billions and billions of dollars. 当然就吸引真做人走入嚟。Of course, it will draw people to enter into that church. 结果就讲你叫做假先知喺教会中间。And that is why there are false prophets. 为引诱信徒嚟跟第一。And they would lure the Christians to follow them. 要求无离开四样物件。And what they want would not deviate from four things. 头像 first is 当然就是钱咯。Of course, it's money. 有人是爱名咯。Some people want fame. Some people want women. And some people want power. And it does not deviate from these four things. So, dear church, when you look at the life of your leader, your pastor, you have to pay attention to one very important thing. Is this person living for money? Or this person has come because of fame? Or has this person come because of sex? Or this person comes because of power. And if you if you find out that it's really as such, then definitely this person is a false prophet. You can imagine, just imagine, and just imagine. If a pastor drives the most expensive car, and the pastor lives in the most expensive house. And the luxury is high end. 
Think about it. Is there any problem with this pastor? In Singapore, there is a pastor. And these are his own words. When he was preaching, he said that the car that I am driving now is the newest model of BMW. This is the newest model. And then the place that he lives in is the most expensive place in Singapore. If you go to Singapore, there is a place called Sentosa. Sentosa is the place that is most expensive. His, his house is in this place. Why is it that he said it this way? And he said that was the blessing of God towards him. And I serve God and God blessed me. And this is the result of pastors who believe in the prosperity gospel. And the result is because of this reason, this uh, pastor in Singapore was jailed. And he was already released from prison. Why is that? It is possible that inside of you there is a question that arises. So, Pastor, do you not believe that God will bless us? Of course, I believe that God will bless us. And I stand before you as a testimony of God's blessings. 35 years ago, I came as an individual. And now, from one, I became five. In two years, there, are, there were two that were added. I had a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law. From one, I became seven. And isn't this the blessing of God? And do you have a house? Do you know? I lived in the Philippines for 35 years. And I have never paid the rent. Imagine for 35 years how much would my rent have been. But I never paid any of it. Why is that? Because I lived in the church. And there was a certain period of time. Because we were building our new assembly hall. So I went to another place to live. And I have a member, church member, who said that I have a unit. You, have, you can live there. Thank you. And I said, thank you. And I wanted to pay him rent. And he said, no. And he said that if you will live here, it will be for free. And I didn't have to pay anything. And now I live here. And I also do not have to pay any rental fee. From, uh, I would just travel from my house to the office for one minute. There is no traffic problem. For 35 years, this is the blessing of God. I haven't paid any peso. And do, do I have any car to drive? Yes, I have. And it's not just one car. This is God's blessing. Although it is not the most expensive BMW car, I dare not drive it outside. But do you have money? Yes, I have. I have money in the bank. How much money? I will not let you know. And you say, You will not be more uh, richer than this person. Think about it. One day, I believe that this day will never happen. If I have 
bank account. If I have tens of billions of pesos in my bank account, do you know inside of me I will lose my peace? Why is it that I have this much money in the bank? When I see that my church members are living difficult lives and I have such great money in the bank, inside of me I will not have peace. Am I still worthy to become the pastor of this church member? People do not have uh, food to eat and I have much money in my bank account. May the Lord help us. Dear church, on one hand, we really have to respect our pastors and the church members should treat the pastors as a professional because they are indeed professionals. If you look at every pastor, Aside from graduating from college, they would study in the seminary for three years. And all of them would probably have master's degree. And some people have doctorate degree. Chairman, and I ask you, are these people not professionals? So we have to treat pastors as professionals. And the Bible also teaches us this way. Paul said, Those who uh, teach in the church, they are worthy of double honor. But then, on the other side, as preachers and as Pastors, we should definitely not serve the Lord because of money. And we let go of everything willingly serving our God. Because we are servants of God. Can I tell you one thing? 15 years ago, there was a church who invited me to become their pastor and offered me more than double my salary. 250%. And more than 250%. More than 50%. And um, he, more than what I was receiving. And uh, if, uh, of course, if they will offer me, I would have to go. For the sake of the money. For the sake of the money, I would go. But why is it that I did not go? It is not that I do not want to go. But rather, God did not move me to go. So may the Lord help us. But then the problem is. Why is, it, why is it that when there are many false prophets in the church or in the world, many people would want to follow them? You pay attention to one thing. These kinds of people really have the drawing power. And they are very handsome. They look like a movie actors. And the women are very beautiful. They are very eloquent. And they are very gifted. And they have charisma. This charisma is very important. The moment that you see them, you will definitely just follow them. And what will we do? When we encounter these false prophets, then how is it that we will face them? Your church. You can live without knowing the false or fake bills. Then you have to understand what the real money bills are. And so the moment that these fake things come to your hand, 
Then it is the preciousness of the word. How is it that we will come to understand the word of God? First, life is fleeting, but God's word remains forever. Second, our experience may change, but God's word does not fade. Third, the world gets darker, but God, God's word illuminates our hearts. And God is really very precious. And so we have to know the truth of God. First, but God's word remains forever. If you look at verses 12 to 15, so I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Now, Peter saw by going, this thing, this thing, this thing. And Peter mentioned three times these things. I already know these things. And these things refer to to last week's message. It is chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. We already have the abundant life of God. And we ought to live this life out. And we have to make every effort. And that was last week's message. You add this to that, and then in total you have eight things. Peter said that you'd already know these things. But I have to keep reminding you. Why is it that Peter was so tense? It's because Peter mentioned. Have you paid attention to this? And he mentioned twice about the tenth. He is about to depart from this tent. And what is this tent representing? This physical body. And Peter said that I am about to depart from this world. Tent can be compared to house. Tent is mobile. Tent will be destroyed one day. It's temporary. On the contrary, the house, the house is stronger. And it is permanent, not mobile. 
生命嘅比较啦。So this is a, a comparison of life。即系辛苦。In this body， 即系 physical body。Physical body， 即系个 tense。It is a tent。中午接力。And one day， 派起来啦。It will be destroyed。但系感谢上帝。And we thank our God。那离开即系 tense。That the moment that we depart from this tent。能够指定我这个 house。When we go to heaven， we have a house。Forever and ever， can take us。Forever that we can live in this place. This is Paul the Colombo house who called you the Italianilla. And this is the truth that was shared by Paul in Second Corinthians chapter five verse one. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. We thank our God. This earthly tent, this single, Chongu Jile la Pai Ki. This earthly tent will one day be destroyed. But then it's fine. Because God has a building from God, which is this building is not. Because God has a building. For us, and it is it is stronger. And Paul knew that his time is about to come. And he is about to put aside the tent of his body. You know why? Why? Thirty years ago, Jesus told Peter, John chapter twenty-one. John chapter twenty-one. You love me more than this. Do you love me more than these? Oh my God! You do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Saba men bida. And three times he asked him, "Do you love me?" Bila kong yes, I love you. I love you. I love you. That yes, I love you. I love you. I love you. So the job is done so well. And so ministry was entrusted to him. And then suddenly, Jesus told Peter. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. It turns out that Jesus already told Peter, 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 in the future you will have to die for me. And that this was the appointment of God that the life of Peter will end this way. So now Peter already knew that my time has come. So he always the last words. And so the words that he spoke were the last words. I am about to leave. And what are the things that I will give to my children and my grandchildren? And he said one thing. You have to observe or know the the word of God. And this is very important. Dear church. One day all of us will depart. But then the word of God will forever remain. And Peter has already passed. Paul has already passed. Moses has already died. Joshua has already departed from this world. I do not know in your life who is the greatest preacher. But then one by one they will depart from this world. Isn't it so? But then, the word of God will forever remain. And so I would like to ask you a question. Your faith is it founded on men or is it founded on God's word? Sometimes you really look up to and admire and respect this leader. But then, please do remember. That that person should not be the foundation of your faith. And only God and His Word should be the foundation of your faith. These are words that were spoken by the Lord Himself. Matthew five six seven. In Matthew 
uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon of the Mount, it is called the Sermon on the Mount. When it was concluding, Jesus made a conclusion. And he said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. First conclusion was, if you put God's word into practice, then your foundation is on the rock. Second conclusion but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. If you do not put God's word into practice, then your foundation is not built on the sand, but on the it's not built on the rock, but on the sand. And so when problems come. Everything will be destroyed. Chairman, and I ask you, where is your faith founded upon? Should not, it should not be founded upon any man. Because people will definitely pass away. People will definitely change. And people will commit mistakes. The founder of Christian Gospel Center is Watchman When he founded this church, there were many people who really respected this man because he was a really gifted person and he was very gifted in preaching. And he said there was one thing that was wrong because he oftentimes would hear brothers and sisters in the church say this thing. He said, they would say that Brother Watchmani said this. And he said this. And after hearing these statements many times, in the pulpit he said, Dear church, please do not say that Brother Watchmani said this and that. But rather say that the Bible says this and that. And so please do remember that your faith must be founded upon the word of God and not on man. If not, I would guarantee you that early, early, uh, sooner or later you will lose hope. You will be frustrated. You will be frustrated. And one day when you see me, you will get frustrated. And one time, this was from a long time ago, there was a person who told me, he said, Boksu, I really respect you. And if one time, I saw you and I lost my respect. And I said, what did I do? And he said, one day, when you were in the assembly hall, there was one thing there, and the trash was just nearby. You did not get the trash. And you just kicked it. And when I kicked it, uh, he lost his respect towards me. If only I knew, then I would have picked it up and threw it in the trash can. And it was so. <laughs> but when I kicked it, uh, this person lost his respect towards me. It was just so simple. And one time you will get frustrated. 
最近这几十年哦 ，and、uh, within the the past ten years， 你呐你呐注意这个世界特别基督教的歌诶诶代志哈。If you pay attention to the things happening in the Christian world， 有真侪真早出名的传道人一个一个失败。There were many famous preachers who failed one by one。罗威斯你得出名诶。And the one that was most famous， 就这个撒克利亚。Was Rabbi Zacharias。这个真正出名，而且 was very famous。这个听讲是，伊伊今听见这个世界一个真真够报道、真够变好的，叫做够变好信仰的人。And he was very good in um preaching and defending the faith。但是可惜。And it was such a pity。后来发现伊伊生活真真失败。That later on it was discovered that he lived a defeated life。有人因为伊完全的信仰都无要得咯。And because of this many people abandoned their faith。伊所建的伊叫做 Palo Organization， 话都话名咯。And the organization that he established had to change its name。教会。Their church。咱都唔是完全的人啦。We are not perfect people。所以你唔要将信仰建立在人嘅心中啊。So you should not Base your faith on man. Yes, 咱尊重上帝仆人。Yes, it is true that we will have to respect the servants of the Lord. He's a servant of the God. He's God Himself. But they are just servants of God, not God Himself. Only Jesus is the one and only foundation of our faith. Only Jesus is the one and only foundation of our faith. So our faith is not founded upon what the pastor has said. And so our faith is not founded upon what the pastor has said. But rather, what the Bible has said. But rather, what the Bible has said. Now, one day, if one day you find yourself in our pulpit, no matter how many people are in our pulpit, no matter how many people are in our pulpit. Whether it be me or other pastors, the moment that the messages that we share are different from those that are written in the Bible, then the leaders of the church, the elders of the church, you will have to stand up and speak. And speak with the pastor. If the pastor does not want to listen, then you can drive them away. Because the church does not allow any other messages apart from the Bible. Why is it? Why is that? Because the church is not for the pastor, but the pastor is for the church. What is the meaning of this statement? The church can live without a pastor, but then the pastor cannot live without a church. And if you think about it, a person who takes care of the sheep, if there are no sheep to take care of, Then what is the shepherd doing? So can he be called the shepherd? The church. The church does not exist for the pastor. The existence of the pastor is for the church. So may the Lord help us. First thing. You have to remember that people will change. People will pass away, but then God's word will forever remain. So, dear church, you have to read your Bibles because one day, when I am no longer here, but God's word will forever remain. Second thing. 人嘅经验慢慢淡化，但系上帝都永远未退却。Our experience may change, but God's word does not fade. 你睇第十六到十八节。If you look at verses 16 to 18, for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to Him from the majestic glory, saying, "This is My Son, whom I love; with Him I am well pleased." We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Peter said, "Peter spoke about his experience thirty years ago." 
Lord Jesus had 70 disciples. And among the 70 disciples, he chose 12 men to be his apostles. And among the 12, among the 12 apostles, he chose three men to be among his inner circle. And those were John, James, and Peter. And 30 years ago, the Lord led this inner circle disciples up the mountain. And when they were in the mountain, the Lord Jesus was transfigured before them. And he, he manifested to them and revealed to them the status of his being the Son of God. And that is the Mount of Transfiguration. When the disciples saw the glory of the Lord, Peter said that I saw him with my own eyes. And I have heard him with my own ears. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. And what is this? It's a first-hand experience. This is first-hand experience. Uh-huh. It is the most precious. Second-hand. It is not second-hand experience. First-hand. It is first-hand experience. And I really believe that this first-hand experience became the strength of Peter as he served on. So that he was able to serve the Lord his entire life. Even whenever he faced difficulties, he did not depart from God. Because 30 years Ago, he saw him with his own eyes. He heard him with his own ears. And this is experience. Experience is very important. Experience. And in our faith, if we do not have experience, the head knowledge. then it is just head knowledge. So you, experience. so you need experience. experience. I also need experience. Peter. But it's not only Peter. There was another man named Paul. On the, on the, in the life of Paul, it was likewise. Initially, Paul was a person who persecuted God's church. Acts chapter nine. In Acts chapter nine, he was on the road to Damascus. And God's light flashed around him. And uh, it shone around him. And in the world, there is no light that uh, surrounds you. It is from the front. If it is not coming from the front, it comes from the left, the right, or from the back. But there is no light that shines around you. But it is the light of God. So uh, God asked Paul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And from that day on, his entire life was changed. And he became Paul. In his entire lifetime, he served the Lord. And this is the experience of Paul when he was saved. And this is the story in Acts chapter 9. In the book of Acts, there are 28 chapters. And uh, Paul spoke of this testimony twice. First, is in Acts chapter 22. Paul shared his testimony to the Jews on the road to Damascus. And second, is found in Acts chapter 26. Paul shared his testimony to King Agrippa. 
Do you know? From chapter 9, from chapter, chapter 26, chapter 26, the difference was 30 years. 30 plus years. And after 30 plus years, Paul still remembered this matter. And Paul cannot forget about this experience. And whenever he encountered problems, he would go back to this experience. And so, dear church, our experience is very important. But suddenly Peter said, in chapter 1 verse 19 we also have the prophetic message we also have the prophetic message there is a completely more reliable prophetic message and Peter mentioned about one very important thing turns out that there is something more precious than experiences. We do not go against experiences. But then, God's word is more important than our experience. Why? Why? First, man's experience may change. But then the word of God will never change. Man's experience, just like because of your age, your memory will become less and less clear. And you will not remember about things accurately. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And if we encounter Alzheimer's, then it's worse. Then you will for completely forget about things. And you can just imagine Paul and Peter if they did not die at the age of 60 they lived until 80, 90, or 100 years old. Will they remember about their past experiences 100% clearly? No, impossible. It is impossible. Because definitely we will forget some things. You know that I have been the pastor here for 35 years already. Sometimes when our co-workers speak with me, they said that, Boksu, uh, uh, do you remember that before you mentioned this? And I have forgotten already. And I have completely forgotten about these things. But then, I will tell them, and do you remember that you have said this? And then they will say, have I mentioned that? And they have already forgotten us. You know why? You know why? Because each and every person inside of our minds, we have selective memory. What you want to remember, you remember. What you want to forget, you forget. And so sometimes I will remember, you will forget. And sometimes you will remember, I will forget. And so I will continue. Experience is very important. Christians cannot live without spiritual experiences. But then, there's one thing that is more important than experience. And it is the faith. It is the word of God. You know why? You know, you know why? Belief should not be founded on experience but on God's truth. And what is the meaning of this statement? If you pay attention to this, 
We use our belief to examine our experience and we do not use our experience to examine our belief. This statement is very important. You take a picture of it. And you know what the meaning of it is? Dear Christians, you have to reject these kinds of experiences. Even if you have already experienced this, but it, if it does not pass examination of God's word, then please do not accept this. And what is the meaning of this? We, we Christians believe in miracles and wonders. Yes. Yes. And we, we believe in this, yes. Because our God is an almighty God. If he is not able to perform miracles, then he is not God. But then, I would like to ask you one thing. Aside from the miracles in the Christian world, do, do we have miracles as well in other religions for Buddhists do they also have miracles for uh, Muslims, Muslims do they also have miracles yes 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 in, uh, in Exodus God performed miracles through Moses. Ten miracles. If you pay attention to it, how was it mentioned in the Bible? First, the water turned into blood. And second, the And these were miracles performed by Moses. Performed by God through Moses. Pharaoh. And Pharaoh. Magician, to come. And if you pay attention to this, to these magicians were also great. They also turned the water into blood. And they also asked the frogs to come. Oh. Oh. And if you can do it, they can also do it. And the third is the lies. It is the lies. He asked the Egyptians to come. Ah, yeah, magician, and the magicians uh, tried to do it. But then they cannot perform ah, it. And then you look Fox at this. For example, miracles. if there are 10 miracles, 100%, okay? 100%. And this person did how many? 20%. And uh, out of 10, they only did 2. And what is the meaning of this? Please do remember. It's not that our God has superpowers. Other religions also have, their gods also have superpowers. And we will understand where the power comes from. May the Lord help us. So you have to return to the Bible. It is not your experience. When your experience does not pass the explanation of the word of God, then you will have to reject this kind of experience. Because this experience was not given to you by God. So God's word is more important than our experience. And so if you do not know the word of God, 
then uh, this, ex- this experience, this experience will uh, be put in another place. And so may the Lord help us. Third, the world gets darker, but God's word illuminates our hearts. If you look at verses 19 to 21, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. In these three verses, prophesying about the future but rather it refers to the word of God and Peter allows us to understand one very important thing in this world it will get darker but then God's word will be like a lamp that shines in the darkness and this is the word in Psalm your word is a lamp for my feet a light on my path where there is light darkness will definitely fade away Two hundred years ago, when Philadelphia was just being built, that time the place was desolate, nobody was living because there. Because two hundred years ago in the United States, there were many places that were desolate. And they needed people to do pioneering work in all those places to open the city. So people came to Philadelphia. Philadelphia that name is very beautiful. It is brotherly love. Brotherly love. And now it's still the same name, Philadelphia. But then 200 years ago, this place was very wicked. It had a lot of sin. Especially at night. Nobody would dare go out. Because there were many peop- there were many thieves. And I do not know what time. If you watch the old uh, American movies, you will know about this. Cowboy village, a small village, a small town. A small village, a small town. Night, it will be very dark. And I do not know at which there was a person who put a lamp outside of his house and suddenly in that very dark place there was this light and then after a day then suddenly we see another lamp and the third one came out and then until a certain time, in that whole street, there were lamps all around. And so at night, it was no longer dark. And it was very bright. And they have discovered one very important thing. After that, that light came out, they discovered one thing. The sins that were committed in this small town slowly decreased. And do you know? Where there is light, sin will decrease. 
我講出嚟冇節奏意思，冇研究嘅啊。I mentioned about this and this is out of research. Australia 政府就係 Perth 即係即係即係所在，即係 West Western 嘅所在。The Perth in Australia, Western side of Australia. 政府規定長地。The government has decided one thing. 叫浪中大公司阿美唔騰劍氣。They asked all big companies to not turn out their lights at night. 我打冇轉住香港啦。It was a little bit like Hong Kong. 冇轉住馬尼拉啦。And not like Manila. 我想阿美出去暗暗暗啲嘢驚嘅唔知。Sometimes when you go out, you will feel afraid because it's so dark. 因為烏江嘅所在哦。But when there is light, 係真奇怪啦。It's strange. 派人嘅招淡薄啦。That the bad people will decrease. 我我咁木少料無生。And I am different from past. My wife. My wife. 我企特首就都佢氣。Whenever I go to certain places, I would turn on all lights. 我係近朝特首就劍氣，點點點點點。And my wife would turn off all lights. 我前後話我佢嘢已劍氣，我佢嘢劍氣。It's good because what I turn on, she turns off. 我真係佢嘢，我實在真係佢嘢。And I really love to turn on lights. 耶穌嘅瓜聊電聊電。And he would, she would be angry at me because I am wasting electricity. 但是我感覺應該佢嘢。But I feel that we need to turn on the lights. 教會門口都佢嘢。And outside the church, we have to turn on the lights. 佢而家做咩冇要緊。And if we turn on more lights, it's fine. 兩啖木子冇要緊。If we waste some money, then it's fine. 減少呢個所在犯罪嘅代志。But it, because it helps this place,、uh, the, the sin committed in this place to decrease. 因為人都是習慣喺黑暗中間犯罪嘅。Because people are used to committing sin in darkness. 當無人嘅時準。When there are no people around. 是人犯罪嘅時準。This is the time when we sin. 所以彼得講一句話。So Peter said. 你講講一句話。If、uh, if you look at this verse. 你哋呢個預言就是上帝會中間度留意啊。啲高鐵發更，即係神聖啲啲事物出現順則是好啦啦。And you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. 嗱嗱嗱，就係第黑暗嘅時準，第黑暗嘅時準。In the darkest moment， 就是第接近光明嘅時準。It is the time when you're nearest to the light。啊，即係即係 morning star 出現嘅時準。It is the time when the morning star rises。所以第黑暗嘅時準。So in the darkest moment， 需要什麼呢 ？What is it that we need？ 需要上帝道。We need God's word。需要上帝光。We need God's light。嚟照亮這個世界。And to shine upon the Many people will go from here to there. Hen kau memang cek teknologi yang cimpo. Now we have the technology has technology has advanced. Then transportation has cimpo. Transportation has advanced. Cirit. One day, within a day, you can go to the different places in the world. You can go to the different places in the world. And if you use the computer, if you would like to look for information, you can go check in Google. And everything is there. Now, if you don't understand anything, then you can just search for it in Google. So, if you still do not have knowledge, then it means you're lazy. Then why is it that you don't know? It means you're lazy. Just don't look at Facebook anymore. Just go and search for it in Google. Two thousand five hundred years ago, Daniel already spoke these words. That 
in the end of time, the knowledge will increase. But it also represents that this world gets darker and darker. Peter said, that for prophecy never had its origin in human will, it's not coming from there is no prophecy that does not come from God. And it is God who moved His people to write God's word. And in this world, man's heart gets darker. What we need the most is the word of God. When the Lord Jesus faced the temptations of Satan, he said a very famous Bible verse, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And in our lives, we need the word of God. And this, this dark world needs the light of God. Amos chapter 8 verse 11 It says not a famine of food or a thirst, of, thirst for water but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord And this is the generation where we have spiritual famine and we do not want to hear the word of the Lord. But the thing that our hearts need would be the word of God. May the Lord help us. Some people are interested to use three M's to represent the word of God. First is milk. Second is meat. And the other one is mirror. And I feel that this is very meaningful. They say that the word of God is milk. Is milk. And these are the words in the Bible. First Peter 2, 2. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And we need spiritual milk. After we believe in the Lord, we need to drink spiritual milk. And do you know? I do not know how many years ago but the Philippines uh, go, the Philippine government decided upon one thing that when mothers give birth to babies in the hospital they cannot be fed with powdered milk and they have to use breast milk because breast milk is the best milk in the world. And there is no other powdered milk that can be compared to breast milk. If you uh, do not take breast milk, then you will um, have less nutrients. I did not take uh, breast milk. My mother told me. After I was born, my mother had to work and so she cannot feed me. I lived in the hospital for 40 days. If you look at my blood pressure, I am the I have the blood pressure of women. It's very low. One time my nurse tested or uh, took my blood pressure. And then looked at me. She did not speak. And then she did it again. 
then she didn't speak again. And then I said, It's very low, right? And then she said, Yes, yes. And she said, Are you not dizzy? And I said, It was as such from the time I was young. It was because I did not drink breast milk. My, the quality of my body is not enough. And it's good that my child. As a child, I was very good at eating. I really loved eating rice. I, I can eat three to four cups of rice. And what do I put there? Should not follow me. I put soy sauce. Pig oil. Pig oil. And I put soy sauce. And then I stir it. It's delicious. And do you want to try it out? If you have a heart problem, then do not try this. But it was very delicious. And then I put soy sauce and then I stir it. You, need, you do not need any viands. And I ate four cups of rice. And that was how my body grew. Let us no longer speak about spiritual milk. And the word of God is milk. And we need to drink the word of God. And then after milk, if we, when we grow, then it should be meat now. If you look at Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Then we have to eat solid food. And we should no longer drink milk. We have to start eating solid food. And only then will our bodies become healthy. Only then will our lives mature. But then it is such a pity that there are such Christians that after they believe in the Lord, long, they still would want to keep drinking milk. They do not want to eat solid food. Why is that? Because they do not want to chew. It's such a hassle. They just want to swallow. But then it is not good for our bodies. And when they are already old, you have to start eating by yourself. You should not only just keep listening to messages. You have to open your Bible. You have to open your own Bible. And you have to study your own Bible. And learn something for yourselves. And you will not only take food from others. I really love to share this. When I was still young, when I see a grandmother feeding a grandchild, the grandchild is already 45 years old, but the grandmother would feed him with meat. And how is it that the child would eat meat? The grandmother would chew it, and then after chewing it, and then feed it to the child. And then the grandchild just opens the mouth and eats it. And then uh, we Simple. The daughter-in-law oh, daughter would, would be very angry. And uh, when you are angry, then the grandmother would also get angry. Why? <laughs> Isn't it that your husband also grew up this way? And isn't it so? But then I ask you, if I chew it and then I give it to you, would you want to eat it? And so next week, when we have the Holy Communion, I would chew it and then you, of course, you would not want it. And so dear church, it's about time for us to eat by ourselves. That is the only time that your spiritual lives will mature. And third, 
and the word of God is mirror. If you look at James chapter 1 verses 23 to 24, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. ก็ก็มาสิเทียโตไอ้ตัวแกโตโลอ่ะเซดดัตยูดนอตโอนลีลิสเซนทูดะเวิร์ดบัตยูออลโซฮาวทูดูอะคอร์ดิ่งทูเ